And what's happening, everybody, as we get under our way with our latest college football playoff ranking reaction show here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And of course, uh, this episode is brought to you by friends at Omaha Steaks. If you've been thinking about a gift for somebody for the holidays, no better gift to give than the gift of Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks put together a curated gift package to take all the guesswork out. And you want to make sure you use our Locked On code at checkout to get $30 off your order. We'll tell you a little bit more about what Omaha Steaks has going a little bit later. But, guys, let's jump into it. The latest batch of, of rankings, the last ones that don't matter because the ones that come out on Sunday will matter. Let's take a look at our panel as we got Jay Stevens, host of Locked On Buckeyes, uh, Mark Culkin, host of Locked On USC Trojans, Luke Robinson with the host of Locked On Bama, and Josh Neighbors, our host of Locked On Big 12, talking all things TCU. Jay, let's start with you, man. Um what happened with the Buckeyes? Perfect opportunity a week ago, and they kind of let it slip away. Chris, it was kind of the perfect storm. Ohio State has had issues in certain areas, specifically the secondary. And I got a call during the game asking what's going on. And I said, I, it was my dad. I said, Dad, this happens every week. There's always one play, big play, blown play. But it was just like the perfect storm because the, the team up north, the Wolverines, they just kept going and just exploiting big holes. Uh, the secondary issues, missed tackles, leading to big, long games. The end of the game, though, was just bad. He had two touchdowns, one over 70 uh, yards on the ground. Another one by uh, Donovan Edwards, 80-plus yards on the ground. Stroud throwing two interceptions late in the game. I don't know, man. It wasn't just, like, it wasn't just the issues that were exposed. Lack of fire, lack of sense of urgency, lack of desire, lack of want to, and desire to really play in the biggest game of the year. That's a shocking thing to me. Like, take the football out of it. At least act like you want to play in the biggest game of the year. At least act like you want to beat your rival. Didn't really see that from a lot of guys on Saturday. And uh, that was as startling as the outcome for many Ohio State fans. And now the Buckeyes find themselves sitting and waiting and hoping for somebody to lose. They do look like they'll be in the best spot to jump in. Uh, we'll get to Alabama in a bit with, with Luke. But let me jump to Mark first. Uh, Mark. The USC, we knew how the schedule set up. Great opportunities for them. They took care of business against UCLA and then a top 15 Notre Dame, Dame team this past weekend. And now a perfect opportunity in the Pac-12 title game to avenge their only loss of the season, and that was to Utah. Where are you with USC right now? Uh, feeling pretty good. Um, look at that. At one loss at Utah, 15th. Um, Stormed together to, to make that happen. A couple, you know, one player, Eric Gentry, was out. Two point conversion that the Utes uh, to win the game. But Shane Lee, the line playing with the club fist, he had a, a broken hand at the time. The officiating, we've gone over this in the lot of strange things that took place. One point loss on the road. And so we look back the way Jordan Addison didn't play much of the second half. USC from Rice Eccles Stadium came in Las Vegas, which they're going to do this Friday. And you take away some of the strange. Mark, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll pause it right there. We'll, if you want to try to come back in, your audio is cutting in and out. So if we want to try to reconnect with you, um, Kind of got the gist of, of what you were saying there with, with USC, though. And of course, Caleb Williams, no bigger star as of late with him. 
Um, he's climbed right there to the top of the Heisman list, and it kind of looks like it's his to lose at this point uh, with the way the USC Trojans are playing. They were number four a week ago. They're going to be expected to be number four, uh, you know, or, or maybe they made some movement. We'll see if they flip-flop with TCU coming up. But uh, the top 25 starting to come out. Uh, we get into the 20, top 20 Texas Moves up three spots. They come in at number 20. The South Carolina Gamecocks back in there at number 19 with their upset win over the Clemson uh, Tigers a week ago. Tulane up a spot to number 18. UCLA at 17 and Oregon at 16. So, again, none of this uh, means a whole heck of a lot because it seems like not none of these teams are really going to factor into the, uh, the playoff games. Coming in at number 15, it is Oregon State. LSU coming in at number 14. Florida State at number 13, Washington up to number 12, and Utah up to number 11. Why does uh, Utah at number 11 matter? Because uh, USC's playing them this week, and that'll uh, be you know something that the committee has to factor in. If, if USC beats the number 11 team in, the, in these rankings, do they give them a boost at all uh, for, for beating them, depending on what happens with TCU and Kansas State? And, you know, we'll see what happens with Georgia. There's a scenario if Georgia were to lose to LSU, you know, do they ding them at all? And how far would they fall if Michigan were to get upset by Purdue in the Big Ten title game? What would happen there? Uh, we're going to get to the top ten here in just a second. Luke, let me go to you. Uh, Alabama, you're kind of the same category as Jay was with Ohio State on the outside kind of looking in. Yeah, definitely. And and frankly, uh, to, to be totally fair, I'm not 100% sure this Alabama team d- deserves it to, to be at five, which is, I think, what we're battling for, just five versus six. Um, but I would say this, that uh, most of the year I felt like Ohio State was was a better team because I, I could – I guess I'm so close to the situation. I see the holes Alabama has. Um, after watching Ohio State this past weekend, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, Alabama's better. And – I know Alabama's got two losses. Ohio State's got one. Um, I think Alabama would be the favorite in that game. And um, I, I, I feel like Alabama's better. But, again, those two losses in, the, in that column uh, really hurt. And I, it doesn't matter how close they were, I guess. Uh, I feel like it's going to hinder Alabama as the top ten's being run down right now. I feel like Alabama's going to be six. And I think the only question is going to be if USC loses, if TCU, say, gets blown out, um, what's the committee going to do? We'll get into the top 10 now. Kansas State coming in at number nine. Clemson there at number 10, uh, or rather at number nine. Kansas State at number 10. Josh uh, sets up a, a really big, I think a, an ultra-competitive Big 12 title game between Kansas State and TCU. But again, another one for brownie points if TCU can knock off Kansas State as they have them as a top 10 team in these playoff rankings. Uh, Paul Feinbaum says he wasn't going to watch, but the only, big, the only championship game that features two Top 10 teams this week, guys. Guess which conference? It's the Big 12. So they can say whatever they want about it. But the run can't the states put together, especially now that Will Howard's the quarterback. Talk about injuries a lot factoring in. Kansas State is, uh, they're a dog by just two and a half points. But very live dog. They have the best defense in the Big 12 in terms of scoring. Their offense has come alive. So a great test for what should be the number three TC Warren Frogs this week. Uh, Penn State coming in at number eight in the uh, in the rankings as we uh, they slowly are revealing your top ten here. 
Uh, again, going into the final week, Penn State should set up for them to go to a pretty good bowl uh, poll game. But it seems like James Franklin, man, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He always he always has good teams. It always seems like they go ten and two and you know great season, but never able to get over that hump in the Big Ten uh, with with teams like Ohio State and uh, and Michigan. Uh, let me jump back to Mark real quick. Mark, uh, in terms of what we talked about with Utah sitting there at number number eleven, I just think. You know, it, for USC's case to maybe jump uh, TCU in the final rankings, if they blow out Utah and avenge their only loss, that seems like a great case to move them up, uh, you know, to three in the final rankings. I agree. Do I? Can you? No, I, 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 um, I've made that case last uh, USC's resume at the end of the season, it's Stronger than TCU. Uh, when you against that many ranked teams in a row, uh, enemy rivals, um, college football committee chairman, you're uh, because he he kind of raised that standard for you. Uh, USC is checking off all those boxes. Why not put? Yeah, Mark, we'll uh, we'll we'll leave it there, man. Your audience is coming and going. We're 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 kind of got the gist of what you're saying, and we appreciate you uh you you jumping on here. Uh, internet's tricky sometimes, man. Sometimes the it'll it'll tweak in and out here. But uh, again, we jump on this. Mark to join us. I, I I hate to not let Mark defend himself, but if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, guys, the committee does use strength of schedule and strength of record together. TCU has the number one strength of record. And the number thirty-five strength schedule. Uh, USC strength of record is six, which is five behind, and then fifty-seven on the strength of schedule, which is twenty-two behind. So, any case for USC jumping TCU, I'm not sure what number that would be predicated off of. You'd have to give me narrative there, unless I'm completely off. But there's no actual number basis for them jumping the Horn Frogs, even if TCU. Maybe even lost, except for like when they actually lost at the end of the season. So that's my thought there. I know we're getting top six now. Yeah, Tennessee coming in at number seven, a great year for them. You have to wonder if they will consider at all, uh, you know, a bump for Tennessee. And and if they're if they get a chance, you know, they beat Bama head to head, but not having Hendon Hooker. Look, that's not supposed to matter, but it's going to matter with this committee because they're set on putting the best matchups and are going to get the most eyeballs. Uh, Luke, you're. Crimson Tide coming in at number six, right about where we thought they'd be, right? Yeah, and I, I think, look, having them at six is right now is fine. I think that um, the, the table has been set now because they moved Penn State up three spots, which uh, somebody's got to explain that to me. They moved them up three spots, and they only docked Clemson one spot for losing to South Carolina. Again, I, I don't understand that either. Um, but – uh, I want to go back to what you said about Tennessee losing in the nooker and not supposed to be able to factor that. Look, it's not like they lost a, a really good interior lineman. They lost their starting quarterback, who was a Heisman favorite for right. several weeks. I think that's got to matter. If that doesn't matter, I mean, it, it's not the same having Joe Milton back there as it is having Hendon Hooker. If you take C.J. Stroud out, it's Ohio State is not nearly as good. If you take Bryce Young off of Alabama, they got four or five losses. So to, to not factor that in is, frankly, kind of dumb. So I, I hope they do factor in because it matters. 
Um, it's not going to be the same Tennessee team at all that uh, was having such a great year if you don't have Hendon Hooker. Yeah, and, and by the way, we're getting into our top four. USC is coming in at number four, TCU in at number three. They're leaving some suspense here with one and two. Okay, and now they reveal it. Michigan is two and, and Georgia is one. I guess they were trying to tease us that maybe Michigan's win over Ohio State was enough to jump them over Georgia. But, um, you know, you try not to consider things from last year, but you do kind of bulk it together a little bit, right? Georgia goes completely undefeated through the SEC last season. They lose to Bama in the SEC title game, and then they win the national championship. That carries over a little bit to the next year when you bring back as many guys as Georgia did. And now here they are once again, a completely undefeated SEC season. To me, it would have been really hard to make a case for Michigan to jump them. Uh, Jay, did they get it right here? I mean, did should Michigan get any consideration there to be number one here? I mean, there's a conversation to be had, I think, when you're in these rooms about who's going to be one and two, maybe even three. Got it, kind of got to split hairs. But it all goes back to the schedule. You mentioned the SEC schedule going undefeated through that through that schedule. That holds more weight than going undefeated through the Big Ten, which is bad this year. Outside of Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, there's no good. Like, nobody is good in the Big Ten at all. Illinois, they. I remember Luke talking about Illinois previously. They log you to sleep and beat you and beat you thirteen to ten. But that's that's their formula. Almost worked against Michigan. But Illinois is a decent team. There's not really a good team in the Big Ten that Michigan ended up playing. If you, if you go to their non-conference, Georgia played Oregon. Michigan did not play anybody of that caliber in their non-conference. So all of those things go into the conversations they're having right now. Georgia won, Michigan two. That's kind of how I predicted it on Lock on Buckeyes. And honestly, the top six was what I what I thought, which was kind of surprising because, Luke, I wasn't sure how they were going to do Ohio State, Alabama, I understand one lost team versus two lost team, but there's an argument to be had. Will Alabama beat Ohio State? Bryce Young's good. Ohio State secondary is a liability. Those are conversations that they have, but um, no, I think the schedules alone are what separate these two schools between Georgia and Michigan. I'll get to Josh in just a second and, and pose the question, can TCU lose this weekend? And if they do, are, are they and should they be completely out of it? But I do want to remind you again about our friends at Omaha Steaks, making all this possible, uh, bringing you your college football playoff ranking reaction show. Again, the holidays are here. You can achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to take all the guesswork out. You go to their website. OmahaSteaks.com. Use our promo code Locked On at checkout. That'll get you thirty dollars off your order, and they are going to take care of you. And uh, it's what you need to do to go take care of all the people in your family. It's ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout. It's a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. We did the burgers this past weekend watching football. It was awesome. OmahaStakes.com, promo code locked on. All right, Josh, let's get into it, man. Uh, can TCU lose to Kansas State? And if they do, should they, I think that the committee would say they're completely out of it, but should they be completely out of it? I'm, I'm not sure they'd say that because I thought Dan Wetzel wrote a really good article over at uh, USA Today this week about like the idea of nobody behind the top four can play their way in this weekend. Ohio State's done. Alabama's done. Tennessee's done. And so if those teams with a 12-game record can supplant 
the four teams that all have to play this week, what are we doing? Because it's one more opportunity for them to lose, and the teams behind them get to sit there. Now, you know, it's Ohio State and Alabama, so they get that chance. But why should TCU, who's 13-0, and who's got that number one strength of record, and also has the best strength of schedule of those top four right now, why should they fall out if they lost? Now, they lost by 30, sure, whatever, fine. But why should they be held to that standard? If Georgia loses, they'll still be in. I bet if Michigan lost to Purdue, they'd still probably be in, depending on how close that game was. But why is TCU the one that everybody's talking about being held to the standard out of the no-loss teams when they've got the metric lead in both SOS and SOR? Let me just ask you, just a real quick panel. Give me a thumbs up, a head nod, whatever. If Georgia loses, they're still in, right? Okay. If Michigan loses, they're still in, right? Okay. So we agree on that. So both those teams, if they lose this weekend, they're in. They're in. Uh, Luke, if USC wins, but TCU loses, who should be in? Sorry, I muted myself so that I don't uh, call for or do anything. But anyway, um, yeah, it's tough because uh, – it, de- it depends on what the loss is. I mean, if they lose uh, lose a heartbreaker, um, I, I probably still put TCU in, even as an Alabama homer. And I think Alabama would beat TCU. That's sort of beside the point because there's some teams that have three or four losses that I think might beat TCU too, and and that's or beat USC for that matter. I think USC's uh, defense certainly leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but the, what's so funny this year? everybody's saying this is the perfect year to expand to 12. Shoot. I think it's a perfect year to say you only need two. I mean, (laughs) honestly, I mean, there's, there's not 12 teams worthy of a national championship this year. And and like I said, I've never felt there are 12 teams worthy of one. So that's why I've always been against expansion to that. But regardless, if you ask me who's going to be in, let's, if we pretend like TCU is never really in the game and let's say the limelight just burns them and they lose by 20, 25 points, whatever. Um, I think you got a dogfight between Alabama and Ohio State. And I know Ohio State's ahead of Alabama right now, but I think a lot of people are going on that committee look at it and go, you know, Alabama's – the SEC is tougher than the Big Ten. Um, And But Ohio State, uh, while they've got the better record, they got embarrassed at home. And I'm not trying to pick on Jay here. I mean, they they did. That's just the way it went. And um, Alabama lost by a grand total of four points on the last play of the game against two top 10 teams. Uh, it's it's different. And um, I think you'll have a, a good fight for it. I would obviously politic for Alabama. In the end, I would, if I were being uh, as, as unbiased as I could be, I would probably either put TCU still in there or, or I'd give the nod to Ohio State, but I'd, I'd probably give it to TCU because I think that argument is right. I don't want to penalize somebody necessarily because they had to play an extra game. It seems like the committee has penalized the Big 12, though. The Big 12 doesn't get benefit, the benefit of the doubt. Some, you know, A lot of times they go, run the table, Big 12, or you're out. Uh, Jay, same question to you. If Georgia and Michigan both win and USC win, they're all three in. But if TCU uh, loses, who should be in as the number four team? I think it goes to something I said earlier when we start doing these live reactions to the rankings. When you lose matters. Now, granted, Ohio State just lost this past weekend a few days ago. But also TCU would have had a loss in the final weekend, literally the day before or the day of, whenever they do these rankings, that when they're f- trying to finalize everything, 
that Ohio State loss will not be as fresh as TCU's. And I think that that'll be a factor into TCU being outside of the top four. I do think, though, the committee could change things up with a drop of a hat and say, well, they played 13 games. Their 13th game was for a trophy, a conference championship game. Ohio State, Alabama, they're not playing this weekend. So they could easily say, no matter what, the top four remain because they're playing an extra game of football. But I know, but I understand when you lose matters, how you lose and when you lose matters. And so it's tricky. I think Ohio State or Alabama wouldn't move up if probably Ohio State, based off this week's rankings, if TCU loses. But I do still think there's an argument. When you lose matters and the game you lose in, if you lose in that game, how that that matters as well. So um it's tricky, it's a slippery slope. I'm I'm all I've always been with Luke. Expansion is Never been something I was I was a fan of or or a pusher of. It's never made sense to me. And in this year, we talked about Clemson, Penn State, Tennessee, their issues. Talking about it today with with uh, Tennessee. Imagine a twelve team playoff and those schools are playing. I'm like, be weird. But that's what we're looking forward to. We're looking towards in a few years. You just lose. weird to say the, the sports the sports in. Yeah, I have one more thing. Who you lose to should matter because guys, this weekend if TCU loses, they can still say one thing: they've beaten everybody on their schedule. They already beat Kansas State. That should be a factor in this also. So, I mean, you know, it's like you can't say, well, TCU couldn't beat K-State. No, they did already beat them. Actually, beat them by two scores. And I know there are injuries, whatever. But that should be part of this, too. So, when you lose should matter, but who yep. you lose to should mm-hmm. matter if you've already beaten them. I think we have to factor that in also, Chris. Yeah, no, you're right. And, um, again, there is no set criteria for this committee. We do know, at least historically through the, com- the the years through with the committee, is that they do value championship weekend. If you're playing on this weekend and you take care of business, they do oftentimes give you a boost and they want to get you in. And so um, here's hoping it all goes chalk and there are no <laughs> tough decisions to be made. But that said, guys, one last thing before we get out of here. Give me uh, who you think is on upset alert this weekend. Is it most likely USC losing to Utah? Is it TCU losing to Kansas State? Um, or if you think Purdue pulls the upset on Michigan or LSU plays their best game of the year against Georgia, who's on upset alert in your mind this weekend? Luke, we'll start with you. Well, I don't think it's Michigan. It sounds like Purdue's starting quarterback's not going to even be in. I mean, that sounds like an absolute cakewalk to me. Um I'm going to say is USC. Number one, they've already lost to this squad. Number two, I think Utah is sort of rough and tumble. And they're, they're looking for a way to uh, maybe validate their season. They they have that bad loss to Florida. It wasn't maybe terrible at the time, but it looks bad now. Uh, they got a couple other losses they probably shouldn't have had. So I'm going to say it's USC because I think that their defense isn't very good either. And I think they're coming in. Uh, maybe beating their chest a little bit, knowing that they probably have the Heisman favorite, uh, knowing that they, they're in this thing. And I think they may come in a little cocky and Utah may catch them. Jay, who's on upset alert this weekend? I'm going with Luke. I think it's USC. I do think they are not just going to have pressure on them to win the, the Pac-12 championship game, but they also know with a loss, there's no shot of them being in the in the playoff in the Final Four. TCU has a luxury to where if they end up losing this game, they have still have still have a shot to be in the Final Four. I do think that added pressure on USC and Utah, kind of just knowing they they won the first game, but they they want to show that that was no fluke. They can do it again. I think they're going to come in comfortable and just play their game. I got USC, and I'm watching that game closely to see how they perform and honestly who wins that game because that loss knocks them out, moves Ohio State up. 
Yeah, and that's on Friday night, by the way. So we'll yeah. have some time to react and think about the teams going into Saturday. Hey, you know, Alabama and Ohio State will be sitting there rooting for, uh, you know, trying to make their best cases on Saturday on game day. Josh, who's on upset alert in your mind? Clemson. It doesn't even matter for the playoff. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, TC is a two and a half point favorite. So it's a tough one to pick. And they both already said Utah and UCLA. So I'm not going to go that direction. Uh, Clemson's look poor. I know UNC's look bad too, but. Getting seven and a half, man. Drake May and company. We'll see if they can put up some serious points. Uh, and and uh, you know, I think that game should be pretty back and forth. And DJ's confidence can't be too high after the way he played last week in South Carolina. Hey, we'll just say on K State though, Deuce Vaughn, stud running back. And they're a different team with Will Howard at quarterback too. Completely yeah. different team with him at the helm. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what Kansas State can do against uh, TCU. I'm going to play super homer, guys. I'm going to say LSU upsets Georgia and uh, just disrupt the apple cart a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask one more thing, please. Eight pound, six ounce, baby Jesus. As an Alabama fan, I don't want to play Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl because Kansas <laughs> State will show up. They will show up motivated. Will Anderson will sit. Bryce Young will sit. Brian Branch will sit. Jordan Battle will sit. I, I'm, I'm assuming. I think they will. I think they should if they're going in the draft. And um, Alabama will walk out there and, and we'll be playing a bunch of dudes that hadn't been playing a lot all year. Then Kansas State will, you know, win and everybody will go, the dynasty's dead. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's fair. That, a, that will definitely happen. That is a great point, Luke. I didn't consider that. But yeah, Jalen Milrow, he better go show out and play for the pride of Alabama if that happens because it'll be Kansas State Super Bowl down in New Orleans. No doubt about it. One more for, uh, time to remind you guys about our friends at Omaha Steaks. The uh, co- pr- promo code's down there in the corner by, uh, by Jay's head down there. $30 off at Omaha Steaks. Use our promo code locked on. I'm telling you guys, it's the perfect gift. You got a father, a sister, a brother. Mom, dad, you don't know what to get them. Go get them the gift of steaks and burgers and chicken. It is awesome. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code locked on. For Josh uh, Neighbors, Jay Stevens, Luke Robinson, our buddy Mark, who unfortunately we had a connection issue with. Thank you all you guys for joining us. And uh, we'll be back, uh, I think, next week as the playoffs will be set. We'll be breaking it all down. Thanks, guys. Thank you.